0: The preceding message is brought to you by Word Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Word Everywhere Nigeria. Matthew 26 from verse 26. And I want to make this statement to you. Please catch this in case you don't have this programmed in your heart. And if it's not yet written on the tablets of your heart yet, everything you need. And everything you want or desire is available in the covenant. Everything I need. God starts with us at the basic of our need. We need air. Talking about things we need to survive. We need food, we need clothing, we need shelter basic things just to survive. We need to be productive people. We need work of our hands. We need different kinds of things. We need social relevance on different levels. But as long as it's a genuine need, the covenant provides for it and affords it for you beyond what you need, even the things you want. So we can argue that you need a car for transportation, particularly in a city like Lagos. Someone can make that argument. It's a necessity. But you don't need a Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. Hello? Hello? However, you can want a Mercedes Benz G wagon. Even that want, that is not a necessity, is available in the covenant. So you don't have to live life on the level of just meeting your needs. It's a bit like capitalism, but it's not as corrupt as capitalism. Glory be to God. We don't have to live life on basic of just needs. You can have more. It is available in the covenant. I also want to declare this with us this morning. Everything I need and everything I want is available in the covenant. You you need to renew your mind to that and run your mind that way. And when I say covenant, we need to understand that. That's why I'm going to read in Matthew 26. That is what the communion table represents. It's Jesus, let's read the text, Matthew 26, glory be to God. There are certain things Jesus did in the last days or the last moments of his life that the scriptures record for us. They are very, very important. Like we read the fact that it talked about when I go, you read that from John 14, 15, 16. I am going to send the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is very important in the life of a believer and its operation in the life of a believer. And he told us what the mission and the task of the Holy Ghost is in our lives when he goes. He's going to be to you like I am to you another paracletus, another helper, another comforter. So this falls into that category. Jesus was, he knew, this was the, we call this the last supper or the lost supper. He knew after this he was going to be crucified and he instituted the communion. And really what he's doing is like what, the, what he said the Holy Ghost does. Everything I am to you, this Holy Ghost will be to you from now on. I'm going to back to heaven, but the Holy Ghost will be with you. Everything I have available to you, this communion, this covenant, it's going to be available in this covenant. That's what it was establishing here. Can I hear a loud amen? Matthew 26, verse 26. The title in my Bible reads, Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper. Very, very interesting lesson. And when they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, take, eat, eat. This is my body. Hallelujah. Remember the argument he had with them in John chapter 6. If you've never read that, please go home and read that text. He told the children of Israel in that passage there that what Moses gave your fathers in the heaven is not the bread of heaven. It's not a real thing. It's just a type and a shadow. I am the real bread of heaven. And if you don't eat of my flesh, you cannot have a part of me. It's similar to what is staying here. They were very angry. They thought he was telling them to be cannibals. But thank God we have more spiritual insight than them. In other words, all that I am and all that I carry, you can partake of it by eating of me, not my physical flesh. But this meal that I'm instituting for you. When you eat of the bread, the communion, you are eating of my body. You are eating of me. And all that I have is available. And all that he has for us covers all our needs and all our wants. Can I hear a loud amen? Verse 27, then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it. All of you Look at your neighbor and say, don't exclude yourself from the communion table. Some people make that mistake. I will call it foolishness. Still continuing what we've been talking about last month. Having wisdom that will profit you. Don't exclude yourself from the things God has made available for everybody. The communion is available for everybody. Don't let anybody tell you because you sinned. There are some denominations that preach things like that. We don't believe that. That's not our doctrine here. In fact... What we teach here is that in your weakest moments, when you fail, when you sinned, look, if we leave it to you to help yourself, to clean yourself up before you come and take communion, how will you ever get there? There are sometimes in ourselves we are so weak, we are so broken, we are so depressed that if God doesn't send us help, we are done for. So the weakest person, the person that has sinned the most, is the one that should be taking communion the most. For God, help me to come out of this pit, I mean. That doctrine of saying that if you are not clean, don't come and take communion. You are, you are excluded. If you've not been baptized, don't take communion. It's, in, in our own understanding, it's inverse of what the scripture takes, teaches. All of you, all of you that are my disciples, he didn't see all of you that are living right. Judas was included in all of them, oh. You study the story well. I love it, particularly this part. The Bible said when Jesus gave Judas the communion, well, the bread that they were eating, that's when Satan entered him. Of course, Satan already entered him. And Jesus told him, what you do, do quickly. So even the person that was going to sell him out to be crucified on the cross can partake of communion. What have you done? Ask your neighbor, what have you done? <laughs> At least we know you're not the one that crucified Jesus. <laughs> All of you. Can somebody shout, I'm included? So don't be foolish and excluding yourself. Take it. And this is the point, verse 28. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The word covenant, please listen, simply means will. The will of God. Even if you are not a lawyer, I'm sure you have a basic understanding of how a will operates. So, somebody is dying or is planning his estate after he dies, and he lists out for them the house in Victoria Island, they should go to my first son. The savings in First Bank should go to my first daughter. This is what I want to happen after I have died. This is my will. This is my plan. These are my thoughts. This is what I want. So Jesus is telling us the promises of God, the thoughts of God, the word of God that we read in our scriptures, all of it has been condensed into the communion table. When we eat and drink of the communion, everything God has in store for us, we partake of it. And that's why we can conclude and believe and renew our mind and program our understanding to declare that everything I need and everything I want is available in the covenant. Because everything I need and everything I want is available in the promises of God, in the will of God. Let me show you what we are talking about before we begin to pray this morning. Revelations 5.12, and I believe if you've been in this church for a while, you understand this verse very well. Revelations 5.12, the latter part. Worthy is the lamb. Every time you see them talking about the lamb, particularly in the epistles and going forward, they are referring to Jesus dying on the cross and offering up his body and his blood for us. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. And he received all these things for us. Or we can say it this way, he has now made all these things available for us through his sacrifice on the cross. And he listed seven powerful things for us there. I've taught us in this church a thousand and one times, when you see the Bible listing things like this, they stop because of space. That's why the scripture says that if we were to write everything that Jesus did, there would be no um, books in the world to be able to contain everything he did. But the condensed list they give us, give us a picture of what they are trying to tell us. And it's everything you will ever need and everything you will ever want. He has received for us the power of God. And it's all of the power of God. Not some of it. The riches of God. The wisdom of God. The strength of God. The honor of God. The glory of God. That's why we can sing songs like, and we wear your glory. You can write, sing, and we wear your power, and we wear your riches. It's all available in the covenant. And the blessing of God. Praise God. It's all available. Let me hear somebody shout, it's all available for me. Say this, this morning, right here and now, in this communion service, it's available for me. Hallelujah. I love Psalm 68 verse 18. And I'm getting you ready to pray. You are going to receive your miracles again today. That is available in the covenant. And really by now, this should be a daily habit and a lifestyle for you. This is what Psalm 68 is telling us. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. What benefits? The benefits we just read about in Revelation chapter 5. These are benefits for us. Things that will profit our lives. Whether it's the power of God we are talking about or the riches of God or the wisdom of God or any other promise we see in the wheel. In the Bible, in the testament, in the in the new testament, in the covenant of God, there are benefits, and they can be accessed daily. Hallelujah! Including today. I've told you once, I've told you a thousand and one times, learn to take communion every day. You may not feel it's working every day. See, that's why we live by faith. We don't live by feelings, you may not see it. That is working every day. That's why we do it by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But you will check your life six months. uh -uh. Wow. Eight months. Wow. You will just see all the promises of God manifesting in your life. I have not been sick. I have not been broke. You look back and you just see the hand of God delivering you from problem. You will look back and see where you are down. How God lifted you up. It's not a matter of feeling. It's a matter of believing what God has said. That's what we're going to be talking about all through this month. Faith for the miraculous. The promises in the covenant, particularly the ones we have not seen yet. We believe for them. Hallelujah. We believe for them. We don't tell ourselves, hey, seven months have gone by. We've not seen anything. That gives us the impetus to say the remaining four months, we are going to press in." It's five months. You believe for them. Hallelujah. And you believe for them when daily. Praise God. I wasn't around in the service last Sunday. I came in briefly. And I'm just remembering the message I preached to them. I was with the Gono church. And I told them. Because God put that very strong on my spirit. That as you are sitting in this service right now. Let me echo what I preached to them again. Right here and now. God is thinking about you. God has plans for you. We read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven again. Projection, if you can put it on the board for me. I don't want to quote it because of time. God has plans right now. And you need to train your mind to think like that. God is thinking about me. God has things to give me an expected end. Last Sunday was the last Sunday of the month. So as we are ending this month, think this way. It's an end that God has planned and programmed for me. I may not be working in it yet, but I believe for it. I may not have everything I want yet. I may not be expressing everything I need yet. But I know, somebody shout I know. In the covenant it's available. So I partake of the covenant to receive those things. And I do it daily. And if you will do that and be consistent with that, they will manifest in your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Now, if daily is too much for you, we shared Jeremiah 5.24. Just in case there's anybody here, ah, pastor, this everyday thing, when I grow up, I will be like, you. okay, while you are growing up, can you believe for this one? Jeremiah 5.24. They do not say in their hearts, and that's why I'm teaching you this this morning, You need to program these things in your heart. This should be when we open up your heart. We may not see it in your bank account. I can understand that. We may not see it on your life. So your goodness looks good on us. be a confession of faith and a declaration in worship you are making. We can understand that. But when we look into your heart, this is what we should see. At least this is what I'm believing. So it was ridiculous to say they don't say this in their hearts. They don't know this about God. This is how your heart, the rhythm of your heart should be beating like this. Let us now fear God. That word again means reverence God, respect God, including believing God. We don't ignore God. We don't treat God as if it doesn't matter. We respect God. And in respecting God, you respect the things of God. You respect his word. You respect his spirit. You respect his church. Let us fear God, the Lord our God. This is why he gives us rain. Both the former and the latter rain in its season. For he has reserved for us appointed weeks of harvest. So this one is not saying daily. It's like what we declared last month. There are certain seasons in life that God appoints for you. Can I hear a loud amen? For you to enter certain harvests. My own opinion is you take both of them. Walk in these things daily. And from time to time, you see, to maintain high tempo, high faith, walking in a high level on a daily basis can be tough. But bless God, you can take some two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks in certain attempts of your life where you have faith. On another level, you are believing daily. But there are sometimes you go the extra mile, you fast the extra mile, you study the word the extra mile. You sow the extra mile because I'm in my weeks of appointed harvest. You understand that God has made certain things available for me. I can enjoy them on a daily basis, and I can appoint them on a seasonal basis, enjoy them on a seasonal basis. And you believe for that. <laughs> Praise God. What am I believing for? James 1:17 gives us a good picture. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Somebody shout from above. But thank God it doesn't stay above. It comes down from the father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Good gifts, perfect gifts. I hope you understand the difference between good and gifts and, and good and perfect. Sorry. Hello. Good means it's good. It benefits your life. Perfect means is the ideal thing for this time that you need. God brings that to us and it's available for us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. I want to pray with people this morning to press into these things as we come to the communion table today. Every good gift and every perfect gift that heaven has scheduled for me In this season, we are still in our nine weeks of in gathering. You can gather your own. Can I hear loud? Amen. Amen. And I want to encourage anyone. If God has done something outstanding in your life, we are already receiving some amazing testimony. Send it in. Let's use it to encourage people. Someone was sharing with me yesterday. I love it so much. He told me that pastor, please hear this very powerful word. He said 20 years ago, for the first time in my life, I had God. That's the first time. He said, he said that's the only time I've even heard God, audibly. You know, when you hear God, you can't deny the fact that you hear God. He said, I heard God. God told me certain things. And he said, I'm not looking back 20 years after. I won't tell you what he said because it's for him. But he said 20 years after exactly what God told me. As I, come to, I realized it has come to pass. It has come to pass. What God said. I can see the evidence all around in my life. Hallelujah. The first year God told him, maybe he didn't see the fullness. The tenth year, maybe, he had, but he said, I'm now 20 years after. In this particular phase of my life, and I want to believe he needs it the most at this time. You know, that testimony encouraged me so much when he was saying that to me. It tells me that God knows how to go ahead of us. You see, when the Bible says God gives you perfect gifts, perfect timing, perfect events, there's something about your miracle showing up the time you need it the most. Glory be to God. COVID-19 may have taken the world by surprise. God did not. He didn't take God by surprise. Can I hear loud amen? amen? And God knows how to schedule your breakthrough ahead. Ah, let's not give pastor T this miracle in 2017. It's not that important. Let it come in 2020 or 2021. <laughs> amen where it will matter the most in his life I love that it's like what I shared with them in the first service, you should understand that you are never alone God can plan your future, he's thinking about you, I know the thoughts I think towards you and he knows when to make what he wants to happen in your life to happen, at the best time praise God I see God replicating that kind of testimony for somebody today See, it's what we are talking about. We are saying that the promises and the prophecies of God in a harvest time like this, they can come into manifestation. And I decree over you, it's the one you need the most at this time. The one that will be good for your life and your destiny. And perfect for your life and destiny. May that be the harvest you walk into this season. In the name of Jesus. Oh, rise up on your feet with us this morning. la labrakada. Begin to declare right before God every good gift and every perfect gift that God has ordained for my life. Oh, there's something powerful about praying the scriptures, praying the promises of God. That's what the covenant carries for us. I lay hold on them this morning. In my marriage, every good gift and every perfect gift. sataya, la prakada. I lay hold, I lay hold, I lay hold. I lay hold, lay hold. This is what to expect on a daily basis. Good gifts, perfect gifts, good gifts perfect gifts concerning your job concerning your career don't get fazed about the challenges that may be in front of you believe that God has good gifts and perfect gifts in store for you and God is so good he can program them 20 years in advance he can program them 10 years in advance he is never too late and he is never too early he is Perfect in all his ways. He can cause these things to come to pass at the perfect time. Every good gift, every perfect gift. Don't be the people that are waiting for something to happen. Don't be like the Thomases that are waiting for something to happen. Be like the Abrahams that hear the voice of God and press into what God has ordained for them. Pray with all you can, pray with this morning, all the faith that you can muster. Every good gift, every perfect gift. Those of you streaming online with us, wherever you are, good gifts and perfect gifts are available to you as well. All can partake of the provision of the covenant, including you. So joining as we pray this morning. Today is another day. He daily loads us with benefits. So right here in this service, you need to believe you can lay hold on today's daily load of benefits. Release your faith for it. It's available in the body and the blood of Jesus. If I were you, I will lift my voice and I will pray from the depths of my heart. I will open my mouth. I will move my lips, and I will lose my tongue. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Ital Avenue.